Uh. So my peoples one time. All right, welcome back, welcome back. This is disc two of part three of our uh, the Black Christian paradox discussion that well, we've been having. It's cool to have or a disc the two notion of a black the notion Christian of a black paradox. paradox. Yeah, because I mean, think about it. If if there, if if uh, there was a slight slight break of content, then you know it's cool. That yeah. this, this is super long. So Eve had asked the question right at the end of, of volume this one, two, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> and, uh, I like this too only because you know it, it gets that 90s hip hop okay. golden era flavor to it 8 track yeah, 8, eight track too yeah. so Eve had asked the question at the end of disc 1 what what's our solution to for people who become disillusioned what are these our, our discussions on these articles is that what you're saying yeah, yeah. What, what, how do these articles speak to a way that or... we should yeah I didn't really say solution but you know since a lot of I'm our audience process about, it or how yeah. do you consume it well, Bas- what, what, basically um what we want to do is just be some sort of resource for people who are uh, of color and have become disillusioned with Christianity because of the people who claim to be Christians. Right. And so when we look at these last two articles, the Piper article as well as the one about Highlands Church down in, in Alabama, is there anything that um, we want to say about these resources for the benefit of, of folks who have been disillusioned with, with Christianity? Oh, no, dope. That's a, and that's a very good question. And I think it, it deserves a well thought out answer, which is why I wanted to do this too. So I would say, you know, uh, just two quick things, and I would, I would love to hear Avery's thought on as well, is one, understand, and I say this with all assurity, that the current church model, the institutional model, is not biblical. I don't believe it's biblical. Now, that's going to make some enemies. I told you I haven't pissed you off in a while. That is my piss off of the day. Um, it's not biblical, but the way it's currently constructed. Why is it not? How do you assume that it's not biblical? Because Jesus took his sandals and walked, walked, walked everywhere. What is it that makes the current uh, construct uh, extra biblical? Mm. Oh, extra biblical. I yeah, like that. It's outside okay. of it's yeah. outside of the biblical context. I, I got you. Well, for one, for starters, its basis and source is not the family. Its basis and source is the government. Most people who say, I feel called to do ministry, quote unquote, the, one of the first things they do, they, they may not tell you, one of the first things they do is they go file papers with Uncle Sam wow. to become incorporated mm. and start a nonprofit organization. Now, I have no problem with a nonprofit organization. If you're doing outreach and, or if you're doing some kind of thing in the community and you just want to have a nonprofit, do that. But what I'm specifically talking about is the house of God. That's what I'm talking about. And the reason that that's done is for tax-exempt status, Mm. all right? So, again, when we're talking about sola scriptura, right? Again, my issues with sola scriptura is we're doing things that are not scriptura, right? We're doing these things and then hiding under the guise of scriptura. That's not scriptura. I'm saying scriptura a lot. (laughs) Um, So, that's, I would say, that's my first thing. You So, when you process these things, and listen, we all come to that point. We look at the Bible, then we look around us. Then we look at the Bible again, and we look around, we're like, wait a minute, something's not lining up. So, to those people that you mentioned, Mm -hmm. I would say, understand that's the first thing you have to realize. The reason you're seeing a disconnect between what's written in the scriptures and what you see around you is because much of what you see around you was modeled after something else, not the Bible. Hmm. Um, 
And so the the second thing I would say is then begin to do some some I don't want to say research, but begin to seek out things that are speaking to the way that you're feeling, because there are things out there. There are people out there and you have to begin to seek outside of your current you know, crew or your clique or the people that are saying the same thing. You, you got to sometimes look outside of things and be open to be challenged. So don't throw out the baby with the bathwater. Don't throw out the, the Christianity part simply because of oh, what no, that of nasty bathwater around it is saying that that baby is. Oh, of course. Because Retain the, the baby. Our, our belief, listen, our belief predates all of these things that we see. So when we bring up cultural Marxism or even the founding of this nation, right? Our faith predates all of that. Our faith predates the transatlantic slave trade. Our date pre our faith predates the Arab incursion of North Africa. Like our faith predates all of these things. And so we can't just say, oh, forget all of this God stuff. I'm gonna go over here. We have to be able to separate the two. And so th- those would be my two encouragements. Remember, the institution is is, you know, not biblical. And then B, you have to be able to separate the two. This and, is what you you're know. talking about is really something um, important. Uh, but I'm going to add something to it as soon as Avery finishes. Go ahead, Avery. What is your response to my question? Yeah, the the question when you were asking what specifically is the issue, I, I, I would agree with a lot of what Amadi said. I would I would also I'll also go a little bit further uh, and build upon that by talking about the 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 expression of faith, the expression of faith that happens within the the institutional church is an expression of faith that is very uh, externalized and it is based off a of curriculum it is based off of a liturgy excuse me liturgy which means order of events uh, and it's very contrived and it is a framework that is designed to teach people about the ways of the lord uh, in in, and I say that loosely. I say that the the Lord can use it for that. Oh, and He does. Uh, yes. Yeah, and He does. Um, because that that can be a broad assumption because people can be teaching all kinds of things using the order of events, but the Lord ends up using it. Uh, but after a while, if one grows. Uh, then the basis of any kind of training, which is what it is, it's a teaching, it's a curriculum, it's a training. The basis of the training is in order to train. And once one is trained, then they're trained. Then they go out and they execute based off of their training. And the way in which the institutional church is designed is designed like a, like a, um, uh, it's very, very cyclical. It's as if in any other place, in, 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 in any other, um, institution that you attend for learning in this country you go for a period of time and then you graduate and you leave and you execute hopefully right and if you 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 have not mastered whatever the skills are you get left back and and you get left back and then you try again exactly however when it comes to the institution of the church the way in which it's designed is designed to feed you in, but it's not designed to equip you so that, to, so that you can then go leave and execute and to perform in where we live, which is this is modern day Babylon. Washington, D.C. is modeled after Rome. It is. This is a fact. Capitol Hills is named after Capitoline Hill. Um, we're in Babylon. We're in modern day Babylon. 
and um, what the institutional church unfortunately ends up doing is it ends up it ends up being like um, a mother, so to speak, with children that can never leave the house. And wow. And and the the and it's designed. Unfortunately, it gets it gets to a point where they say one thing. Sometimes they say one thing like we want you to go forth, but the yeah. action, the action though, is a constant conveyor belt of people just. All right, well, see you next week. And um and so after you serve for for a period of time, years on end, uh, you might notice that there's a schedule that happens. And that a quote-unquote pastor tends to abide by a certain series of sermons that they tend to come back to at a period of time. And so when you when you when you get to this cycle, then you start to ask yourself when you look at the when you look at the scripture and you learn about the spirit of the Lord and how He moves and how things change, then why it, it, you start to notice the production of uh, of the institution. And the other thing that I would talk about, you mean lights, camera, action. You, the the other thing that I would talk about. <laughs> Just to get to a specific that people might miss, and, and honestly, it's not even that big of a deal if you're tr- if you're really driven by the spirit of the Lord. This is, but people can really get caught up caught up with this, and this has to do with the uh, the order, right? Not just order of events, but the order of the church. Again, like Omadi said, it's, it's based all it's based around the staff. It's not based around the family. It's based around the staff, which models itself after a business. Is based around a staff, models it after a school. We see the conditions our schools are in. Is it, it with the 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 leadership tends to stunt natural growth um, of uh, people's faith. Uh, it ends up being a competition. Uh, it ends up being positions of power. Um, the modern day role or the modern day office of the pastor is not biblical. Now there is reference to pastor as the act of pastoring. Um, but there are other there 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 are other gifts and modes that people can operate in. But when it comes to a title, when it comes to wearing a cloth around the neck, when it comes to uh, uh, all 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 of that 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 expression of the of clergy that is not biblical clergy. That is a term that that comes from Constantinople and the merging of of the Bible and. Of these pagan practices so the but, discon- so the yeah. people who are disconcerted mm-hmm. uh, you know the people who have concerns yeah. um about the about contemporary western christianity yeah. especially coming from the context of an oppressed people group mm-hmm. you're saying that they their their concern is justified not what, what, fully what do you mean? i don't think it's fully justified What's what, what what concern uh, in- just just what we're again what this whole podcast is built on which is trying to be a, of assistance to people who would throw out the baby and the baby. With well, the bath so, and the yeah, bath so what, what my my I, my view is that my view or my hope is that people don't don't hit a wall or when people hit a wall that they can bust through it because you can if you if you if you really are if you dedicate yourself to the scriptures you, the, and the Lord is dealing with you you will see it won't take a podcast mm-hmm. it won't take it the Lord will reveal to you that this stuff don't line up I mean it does it just doesn't and a lot of times as Amadi said people make a choice right they either get get with the program or they fall away or they just they get confused. I know plenty of people that are in circles right now, and then they just say, "Well, I don't believe in anything," 
And yeah. that's and the conclusion they've reached. After yeah, they backpedal, they, they yeah, say, oh, they, all this is BS. And the unfortunate thing. Because they have no way to answer the questions. Because the, they get yes. to those questions and they're and, like, yo, you know what? I can't answer these questions. So forget I, all I give of up. them. Yeah. And the unfortunate thing is that that has a consequence, right? Because the world, Babylon, has us thinking that we're all independent Creatures, right? Yeah, Every man yeah. and woman is a star. That's yeah. a that's a statement from uh, Thelema, whatever. And we move according to our own constellation, right? Do as we want to do, mm-hmm. right? Do me, do you. You talk so about Russell Simmons. It, yeah, it Rus- discounts people being uh, influenced. It's, yeah, it's almost like you, saying, I'm well, going to leave that influence and I'm just going to influence myself. And exactly. you're saying there's a fallacy is it, there. Well, there's a, there is a, there's a problem there because you don't live by yourself. You might be married. You might have you might at some point have children if you don't already. You especially particularly as a as a as a man, um, you need you need to be able to have insight. You need to be able to have insight so that you can teach your children, and then from there you can and you can wash your wife. I'm speaking from the position of of a man. You can wash your wife in the water of the word. You you and you understand yourself. What's happening? You can read the signs so that you are not manipulated, and you can hold fort. You can hold fort right. in Babylon, right? That's that is that is my that is my encouragement, and that is what my hope is when we speak on these things, so that people don't just give up, right? Like do you you don't you don't you don't have to you don't have right. to fall, um, you don't have to just like wave your hands because there's going to be a consequence. Because best believe the thing that you give up in when you give up, I heard somebody say something. Uh, and I'll repeat it. Like when you check out, you need to you need to know who's checking in. You see what I'm saying? Right, right. Because right. there are there are spirits out here, there are demons out here. Your children, when you give up and you don't have anything to say, you can't guard your children. Well, I just don't know. Well, you better find out. Stop everything and find out. Stop trying to self actualize. Stop trying to stop trying to like start a business. Figure it out. <laughs> and the, even if you don't sp- believe in demons and all of the the either the, way, there you are being influenced. So if you stop influence in one area, there's another you're not in a vacuum. The scriptures. You, We're gonna get a little bit bibly right here. We by know the way. that our <laughs> we we know that our Lord set a precedent, right? The Messiah, Yahushua, Yeshua, or some people say Jesus. He set a precedent where he went. Um, he went into uh, 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 um, the wilderness for forty days. We know that the 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 children of Israel, um, of which we are uh, uh, lineal to and or grafted in. Uh, wandered the wilderness for 40 years trying to get to a place that they could have got to in 11 days or 11 like days that. or whatever it is and that's that is the uh the land of canaan or canaan um and they wander canaan you try to throw canaan in that joint canaan k hyphen i know yeah 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 so the 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 we 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 end up we end up in these we end up in these places where we don't necessarily have to be, mm-hmm. but admittedly, admittedly, the institutional church, unfortunately, is not equipped. It's not equipped to truly get you out of the wilderness, so to so to speak. Yeah. Well, like, what did you say? You, want, you said you wanted to add something. Yeah, yeah. I just yeah. yeah, I wanted to add something based on something you said, but but you're making some incredible points, Avery, in saying you know, for example, a lot of us have been around church churches that where it seems like that's not the case because mm-hmm. we're told, oh well, serve. What what can you do here? Exactly. Serve on yeah. the usher ministry, or serve yeah. on the AV, or yeah. serve serve. Or if you have come up through our system and we'd like to send you out to plant churches. But I've also 
been in situations where people have not been permitted to exercise those gifts in those ways. Okay. And so that's that's mm. an interesting point. Um, and so if somebody's struggling with that, the question is not to throw out the baby with the bathwater, um, but to look into the scriptures and see, and yeah. get some direction from what God from what thus saith the Lord. Yeah. As opposed to uh, throwing out everything based upon human error. Yeah. It, and admittedly, I, what we're saying can sound prescriptive, but honestly, the Lord's going to be, he, he's the one that's dealing with everybody. He's dealing with these people. The Lord's going to have to deal with people and reveal certain things to people because we could say all this and all that. Because like I was in the wilderness and I walked around and I, it was a lot of things in which that I learned that the Lord pointed me to mm-hmm. that nobody else really could. The Lord pointed me to, and I was able to better understand like um, the, 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 uh, 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 the, the scriptures, the Bible, its history, um, what what one and what I was calling to be mistakes. Um, uh, uh, these are things that a lot of people get caught up in. They get caught up in these uh, questions about certain things, and it's like there's an answer. Mm-hmm. There's an answer, right. but yeah. you might not necessarily. The Lord, the Lord just had not revealed it to you. But you know, as far as like I, the the the, it's like it can be very difficult, but. For me, for me, I had to just break everything down. I lost the labels, mm-hmm. you know, like the term Christian, Christianity, like all that stuff. I was blinded. It had a lot of baggage to to other definitions that I knew it as. Mm-hmm. You, you, you feel me? So yeah. I had to like just eschew a lot of that stuff and just really ask the Lord and allow the Lord to really guide my footsteps, really teach me certain things and dedicated myself to... Um, to to certain to certain uh, principles, and you and, mentioned history, mm-hmm. and yeah. and I want to get back to what AJ was asking a few minutes ago because that's another thing uh, that I think can be said to people who are struggling with this. And you mentioned that um, that the Christianity, that our faith predates yes, this American system. It predates the Roman Empire, predates the transatlantic slave trade, and all of the historical events in between. And so um, I was listening to this uh, Jewish, black Jewish, Hebrew Israelite, there are all kinds of words to use for this group oh, of people. Oh, oh. But uh, but this particular uh, rabbi, who's African-American mm-hmm. from out of Chicago, uh, and, and somebody else, w- they were having a discussion, and he was, um, one of the things that he actually uh, gets criticized for is trying to identify with Judaism. Right. So a lot of the Israelites will criticize him as a rabbi for trying to um, identify with Juda- Judaism. But he says, wait a second, you actually give Jewish people um, too much credit. They're placeholders. He said, my faith predates them. Right, Pre- exactly. Predates the Ashkenazi. They, they might have been a placeholder. They might have held on to some of the traditions of our elders when we were sent out into slavery and wilderness for our disobedience against the commandments. However, they all of this does not originate with them. Yep. And so I thought that was a really good point and it also speaks to people right now, you know, who are who have that supposed black Christian paradox here in this country, yeah. which is to say why your your faith actually predates all these things that happened to us. Mm-hmm. Go back to that historic faith. Yep. Oh yep. yeah, I mean the and, the the nation of Israel, not the current nay nay, I'm talking yeah. about the na- yeah. biblical nation yeah. of Israel. Yeah. Our faith predates that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Abraham met God, but guess what? There's a whole lot of Bible that existed before Abraham. Mm-hmm. Right? Or Abram. Abram, yeah. So we have to we, 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 we have to look at all of these different things within 
the right context. We can't take certain things out because they don't exist yeah. in a vacuum. And I think, you know, to to really solidify, you know, Avery's point, the institutional church caters to the immature. That is what the institutional church is created to cater yes. to. It's cre- it's created to cater to the Mama immature. Mama Johnson sitting on second row is 99 years old. What do you mean by immature? Well, well biblical, see, what, what we've done is we have created biblical knowledge to maturity and that's not it when when paul says i preach christ and him crucified we use that as an exhortation that was a rebuke if you read that chapter in the new testament paul is rebuking them he says you all are not mature so the reason you're not mature the only thing that i can preach to you is christ and him crucified Mm. he says i have a word for the mature Mm. that i cannot give to you at this moment Mm. So we we have to look at these things. Like he's not on the cross. Yeah. I just right. got to keep stopping there. We have to keep going go there. So Ascension says, hasn't yeah. taken place. Exactly. Nothing. So because you choose to remain immature, I have to constantly talk to you only about Christ and him crucified. These things that we pull out and exalt them up, but they don't exist in a vacuum. They exist within the realm of many other things going on. So, what, so you say, all right, Imani, fine. Then what is maturity? What's the steps that we're going to? I've mentioned a point just a few minutes ago that we have to make sure that we are looking at, and we talk a lot about this on the House to House podcast. Plug, plug, spoiler alert. Uh-oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. Yeah. Segway. Segway. <laughs> Commercial. Right? What, what, what does the Bible talk about? It talks about family, right? And this is something that I just mentioned only because it's fresh in my mind because we just talked about this on the last episode. So when, the, when Paul says something like this in Corinthians, he says, hey, you can have 10,000 instructors in Christ, but you don't have many fathers. I became your father in the gospel. That speaks in direct opposition to modern day church. Modern day church says, oh, oh there's nobody higher than the pastor. Well, I'd, say, I'd like to say uh, there is somebody higher. There's the father hmm. that's higher than the pastor. I know I just pissed some other people off. Hey. Well, well, but father, so the scripture says, call no man your father. Are you referring to father as in like a pastor in a Catholic church when you say father, father? O'Malley, oh, no. you say my father God. Like, what are you talking about when you say father? Excellent question. We about to. So y'all, I'm a, I told y'all a few minutes ago we're gonna get real Bible. We're gonna get real Bible. So when, so when Paul says in Corinthians, "I became your father by the gospel," right, or in the gospel, if if I take that scripture literally, that would literally mean the Bible's contradicting itself. This is why we have to look with new eyes and new revelation. Because in one scripture it does say, "Call no man your father," but in another scripture. He says, I became your father Translated in the scripture, gospel. that is. Exactly. Yeah. Does the Bible contradict itself? Of course not. But we have to look at it in the right context. What he's saying is, and you know, when we talk about the, the family part, I just wanted to pull up a, a couple of scriptures, um, 1 Corinthians chapter 4, where Paul is talking to the um, believers in Corinth, and he says, you know, you can have 10,000 instructors in Christ but you can't. Ha- but you don't have many fathers. He says, "I have become your father, or I have begotten you through the gospel." King James says, "I have begotten you," but newer translations like NIV or New English translation will say, "I have become your father in the gospel." It is to mirror the relationship of a father with his children, because obviously everyone doesn't exist in the optimal context of a nuclear family with two parents and yada yada yada. So for those people, God sends individuals like mm-hmm. Paul okay. to reflect that original example to them so that they can see this is what the Lord had intended in the garden 
right? Like this is what he intended. He didn't intend for you to be involved in an organization in, in Church Incorporated and everybody sitting listening to one cat. Why? Because A, that man, or if it's a woman, whatever, who's speaking, he doesn't have to give an account for my children. I have to give an account for my children. That's why I don't ascribe to that, right? I have to give an account for my wife. When the Lord judges me, he'll say, what have you done with what I've given you? Those children, that woman was not given to some pastor. He was given to me. Mm-hmm. So I am charged, right, to make sure that I am being an adequate leader for those who are in my household. Now, mm-hmm. again, everyone does not exist in the optimal context. So because of that, God will send a substitution. Amen. So Paul and Timothy are the excellent example of that because when Paul meets Timothy in the book of Acts, the Bible says that, Timothy's mother was a believer and so was his grandmother, but his father was an unbeliever or pagan. So Timothy did not exist in the optimal context. So God sends an individual like Paul Mm -hmm. to redirect him to understand the proper context. And this is probably what was going on in the with the people in Corinth. So to Avery's um, original point, the scripture in in uh, Matthew where it says, "Call no man your father." Of course, it's not talking about people like what existed in Corinth because they don't even have that context. They don't mm-hmm. even have the like. We have a point of reference, right, for father. That's why when God would say. Even when the Bible says things like God is your father. And even to order to understand that concept, you got to have some kind of point of reference. So you say God is like your father. Oh, okay. I have a point of reference. I understand that. But if I'm if I said something to you that you don't even understand, you'd be like, what, what are you talking about? Father what? What do you mean? Like I don't even understand that concept. So that's why the the two scriptures are not synonymous. And that's why it's important for us to see it that way. Because if we don't, this is how people like them, the Hebrew Israelite cats can trip Christians up. Because if I pull those two things out and isolate them, it would look like the Bible contradicts itself. And we say, see, this is the white man's Bible. It contradicts itself. We have to make sure that we're looking at these things in conjunction with all the other things that are going on around them to say, oh, okay, what is talked about in Matthew is not a one-for-one correlation as to what's talked about in 1 Corinthians 4. So again, we got real Bibly right there, folks. But anyway, my, my, my original point, going back to Eve's point, was the family. The context of the family is essentially what God is trying to build. He's trying to build a household. We talk about, you know, households in the the household of faith. The Bible talks about the household of God, the household of heaven, the household of faith. Well, what is a household? Well, let's again think about it regular. You know, think about like regular people Mm -hmm. in human history when it says the house of Windsor. Mm-hmm. In England, what is that talking about? A family, a multi-generational family, a lineage. That's what God is trying to build. He's not trying to build an edifice. Exactly. He's not trying to build all these different things that Church Incorporated is trying to build. He's trying to build a multi-generational family. And he even said that to David and Solomon when it came to the temple. It's like, okay, since you want to build a temple, go ahead yeah. and build a temple. But this was not, you know, a temple could so, not contain God's spirit. And and, and see if the if this the quote-unquote church understood or um, spoke on these things, then it could be more well-equipped to deal with the wiles of Satan. So, for example, pansexuality. Pansexuality, by definition, it cannot reproduce. It cannot reproduce except for in the engagement of the original design of a man and a woman. Everything else is sexual expression. Everything else is spreading your seed in places in which it cannot reap. You follow what I'm saying? Everything else. But if you don't understand 
if you don't under, if you don't understand the scriptures, if you if you don't understand the 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 goal of our Lord, and that is for Him to establish a a family or a household, then it's easy for you to get taken out with, um, well, so it's okay for you to get married, but what if somebody is X, right? And they want to get married. So you can get married to who you want to get married to, but this person can't get married to who they want to get married to. What do you do about that? Well, the answer is, there's a lot of answers to that. But because we don't understand the purpose of the Lord and the family household structure and how he designed it, and we can't articulate those things, we can get tripped up and caught up on emotion and we become confederate with things that we shouldn't be confederate with. You know, the answer, to, the, the answer to that, by the way, when people do bring that up, which they will if they have not already to our listening audience. Well, one answer to that is, well, people can get married to who they want to as long as it's someone of the complementary sex. So we all have the same rights. Do you follow what I'm saying? Like we all have the same rights. So when they say, oh, well, this is a civil right and they're being denied rights. No, no, they're, they're, they have the same rights that I have. It's just that they don't want to express those. They want an exception. They want to do something uh, new that they know only they only they will express that others will not. But the second thing is that marriage, marriage is not just oh I want to just uh, I I really care about somebody and so I devote myself to them and so I marry. No. Marriage is incentivized by the United States government in order to create a stable household, a household that will reproduce or provide an offspring. Now, you can adopt. That's fine. You can bring in other relatives. That's fine. But what it, what the goal of marriage is, is to provide a stable household for children. That is the purpose of of it for the woman and for the for the child from the perspective of the state yeah 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 from the perspective of the state yes because if you don't have that then you don't have a line you don't have a household and so and so the the the, the whole thing about um the whole thing about the the pansexuality thing is that it's only one generation it's not intergenerational all they ever do is draft recruits do you follow what i'm saying because they can't reproduce their own and the 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 church should not fall into that trap yes because if we don't think in the name of equality in well, no, no, I, I, I don't mean in the name of equality mm-hmm. i mean following the same pattern mm-hmm. in terms of instead of building okay. multi-generationally we're still just trying to do everything on one level on one generation yes the the kingdom of god the, the, the household of god is not expressed in just one generation yes it's expressed in multiple generations it's not until you see abraham isaac and jacob that you see a full expression you don't see a full expression in just abraham you see it when all three generations are reflected and so even in in types and shadows of the old testament they would say the god of our fathers abraham isaac and jacob because they realized by the end of the third generation, you had 12 tribes. So there was a fuller expression. It wasn't just, oh, Abraham is dope. No, Abraham and his son and his son's son and his son's son's sons who created a nation, right? We still think so much on one generation instead of saying, you know what? The fullness of what I'm doing may not even fully be expressed in my lifetime. So I'm going to work with that mindset. That's yeah. not how we think because we're building church incorporated. If I'm building biblically, mm. 
right? If I'm building biblically, because I, I want to reference again this First Corinthians scripture, Paul says, I can't come to you all, but I'm a St. Timothy who can fully imitate my ways in Christ to you. So even though I'm not there, it's like I'm there because Timothy's there. Now, how can he be fully assured of that? Because he told you in chapter four, I have begotten him in the gospel. So essentially, in my, spiritually, he's my son. Spiritually, all of my ways are his ways. So he can reflect my ways to you all. This is how we got to build. This is how we have to build. But what that does is that goes in stark opposition into the way Church Incorporated likes to function. There's not going to be as much money involved. It's not going to be as much glitz and glitz. It's not. That's just the way, it's just the way it is. It's not going to be. So when the Bible says things like women should be silent in the meetings, we've taken that to mean no equality. But we have taken that out and isolated it in a vacuum instead of realizing what God is trying to do is provoke husbands to be leaders of their wives. So if you have a question, wife, stop running to the pastor. Why don't you ask your husband, right, and provoke him to maturity? Say, hey, what do you think about this particular passage of scripture? I want to hear from you. See, we pull them out, isolate and say, see, this is why Christianity, yeah, Christianity is misogynistic. No, it's not. What it's trying to do is continue to reinforce the notion of family over and over and over again and but we what, are missing it but what we try to do in reaction to that getting back to the equality question mm -hmm. is try to um respond in a way that's really unnecessary by saying no we actually do believe in equality and let's go ahead and send it throughout the land and in whatever forms of equality you bring our way we're going to say we believe in that equality you know, and there's sometimes like with Bob Jones University where uh, where that, you know, where, that where, they've, segue, yes. <laughs> where they've done completely wrong in, in, the re in their notion of equality or their disregard for it. But from a biblical standpoint, there is a context to the equality yeah. that the Bible talks yeah. about. Yeah. And and so, see, these are the things that you're not going to I mean, I'm not going to say you're not going to get it from any institution. Not going to say that. Cause, Cause, you know, these aren't things that we got to lock on, right? You know, this is the Lord, but um, these are things that you're probably not going to hear. You're certainly not going to hear them on television. You're not going to hear them uh, in a uh, place that is trying to cater to the unfortunately the largest audience. They're therefore the mo the most common denominator. Right. Like you're not going to hear these things. And this is why you get busted upside the head every time. This is why you get hit with the uppercut. This is why you don't know how to react. You don't know how to operate within the work environment um, or even if you should be there at all. Or, or we get sifted. We get sifted, 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 sifted because we get constantly, constantly these 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 uh, uh, messages that are pushed on us through these channels and mediums of exchange. And we are not. We're not tied into the spirit of the Lord. And if we don't bust through that wall, then, I mean, that's it. You know, we are sitting ducks. We're sitting ducks. No, definitely. And so I thank Eve for the question. That was a very long way of answering that initial question. <laughs> yeah. But no, that it, it was a good question because what we want our podcast to be is at a minimum, guys and gals who are listening. Ladies. Ladies. Homo sapiens. Homo, homo sapiens. Is that homo a resource. You know, yeah, we, we want to be a resource because A, you are not the only one that feels like that or sees that. And B, there are ways and there are steps for you to get out. But going into Eve's segue here, because we're going to transition now, we did want to just chit chat. Um, and this is not very long. This is just, again, 
And you know, I don't even know how negative we're going to be because well, we, we've been really. Happy. Well, we're talking about Bob Jones, right? Not, not right. the other one. The, uh, yeah, you talking about Bobby Jones University? No, not, no, not, not, not Bobby Jones gospel. gospel. Bobby, not Bobby Jones, Jones gospel, but uh, gospel University and gospel brunch. No, it's no. Stop. <laughs> no, I'm not messing with you, man. You I'm eat the gospel apparently. Well, it's the bread of life, so you know. You but for for many of you who may have you know what's been going on politically in 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 this nation in the United States, mm-hmm. right? And by recently, I'm saying the, the past generation. It's not been sitting well with you, right? It's been kind of a frustrating thing to see your your faith be co-opted, right, by a political movement. Well, you know, there were some things that I was just reading um, recently um, that sort of helped me to see some of the genesis of these things. Um, and so we just want to just bounce it around because one of the things that I find uh, very unfortunate and it's a little frustrating for me um, uh, just to be quite honest, is particularly in the United States, mm-hmm. whenever you you know look at an issue, look at an item, it's not surprising anymore. But I still naively think, oh, maybe it's not going to be. It's going to be different this time. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, it just yeah. maybe this time it'll be a little different. But when you get down and you sift through all the things and you get to the genesis of it and you see oh, again something else was based on race. Golly, I would just <laughs> hope that. Let me find one thing, right, right that right. wouldn't be, that wouldn't be at its core. So, And people want to blame you for bringing up race. Why? And, Every yeah, time I turn around, you're bringing up race. Race baiter, right. Not realizing that the whole foundation of this country was on stolen land and stolen bodies, and that has not changed. And until something is dealt with in that root or foundational area, we're going to have to keep on talking about it. So for those of you who don't know, um, Bob Jones University is in South Carolina. It used to be in Florida. Then it moved to Tennessee, and now it's it's currently in its current iteration to Tennessee? South Carolina. Yeah, it was in Tennessee uh, very briefly um, in the early part of the 20th century. Um, so, what what <laughs> what we're talking about now is the the religious right, the moral majority, mm. all that that whole movement. Where did that start? Well, that started in the 1970s. Bob Jones University is a Christian university. But up until the mid-1970s, did not even allow black students admittance into the school. Mm-hmm. This is a Christian school, again, so it's kind of like, holy crap. And it's not the only Bible college to do that. And it's but not the only Bible right. college I mean, to yeah, do that. Yeah, but which is, we're going to talk a little bit about why this school got so much notoriety. So the reason this school got so much notoriety is because in the mid-1970s, uh, uh, there was such an, an uproar for the fact that they did not still... I mean, we're talking late 20th century. This is not like the 1700s. Yeah, and to be to be clear, that would be, um, uh, if I remember correctly, denying service on the basis of one's skin color is a violation of the 14th Amendment. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. So all, uh, housing discrimination, uh, the EEOC, you know, all, all that stuff will fall, fall under there, the 14th Amendment, which was... Uh, written in 1867. Or the Bible that predates uh, any constitutional <laughs> amendment. Yeah, is that. Would prohibit that just too. this type too. of discrimination. There's that too. And yeah. just, to, just to put it in context of people that are listening, how recent this was, this took place in the 70s. Yeah. Like two of us sitting at this table were born in the 70s. Like this is not ancient history. This is not even like, you know, hundreds of, you know, uh, centuries ago. Yeah. We're talking... It's not even 50 years ago. It's not, not yeah. 100. Not 150 years ago. We're talking less than one generation ago. Well, a Christian school in the United States, a Christian school, did not allow 
African-American students, because we can call it race, but it was really black students. They didn't want to let it in. <laughs> yeah. Right? And so here's what happened. So in the mid-1970s, they had to go to court. They were taken to court by the IRS yeah. because the IRS wanted to revoke their tax-exempt status because typical well, Christian drink, we're going to get our tax-exempt. Yeah, and, and to be clear, this makes a lot of sense because it, it goes in line with history because you had in 1866, you had the 14th Amendment, which, like I said, uh, was written to uh, specifically for... Uh, after after the Emancipation Proclamation and the Civil War in order to not alienate folks on the basis of the color of skin. However, what happened was that the executive branch of the United States ignored <laughs> ignored that. And failed the United States failed to enforce, exactly. And so there was uh there were uh, uh laws that were written in nineteen sixty eight, a hundred and one years after, a hundred and one years after, uh, to provide the ability to enforce the 14th amendment and so now you're talking in the 70s there was a lot of holdover and resistance for that yeah it's amazing so yeah. i can see the timing here now like it bubbles up in the 70s but that's all uh, you know I, I was just responding to yeah no, like, no definitely so in, in 19 so we're talking 1976 yeah this is when the irs is like they're going to revoke their tax exempt status yeah. they, and they make take a retroactive uh, measures. back to 1970s they're probably cracking down on, on a lot of a oh lot yeah of, yeah yeah um, it, it started when Gerald Ford was president, spilled over to Jimmy Carter. Mm. So they take him to court. Now, the reason it spilled over is because Bob Jones University kept appealing until they went all the way to the oh, Supreme so Court. The Supreme the Court of the United States, folks. This went to the Supreme Court. They, so it went to the Supreme Court that that they wanted to continue to have white students only or that they uh, did not want to pay the tax, uh, the taxes back to the... Well, no. If they wanted to have it white students only, then they were going to have to lose the tax-exempt status. And pay back the... And pay back and all pay the taxes. Yeah. So this oh. started in 76, mm -hmm. and the Supreme Court didn't issue the final ruling till 83. So this went yeah. on for almost a decade. So wow. again, we're talking about a Christian school, right? Just want to keep throwing that in there as a backdrop. We're not talking about the, you know, the So you're saying that they the wanted pagan. to keep it. They wanted to keep their, their, their exclusionary policy. policy. Okay. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So. Uh, <laughs> and they wanted it badly enough to take that all the way up to the Supreme Court to see if the Supreme Court justices would hear such a case. It, it's it, this. It shouldn't blow my mind, but yeah. it does. Exactly. That, that That's what I'm saying. It's like once you get there, you're like, all right, I'm not surprised. But it's like somewhere along the lines, you were just hoping like, oh, you know, come on, come on, come on. You get to you like, <laughs> please be Christian in this respect. So please try to be Christian. So in, in, in light of that. So our good friends, uh, Jerry Falwell and uh, what's the guy's first name? I forget his first name, but this brother uh, name is Mr. Wayrick. They were seeing the writing on the wall in the late 70s. They had gotten wind of this court decision, mm -hmm. in as well as Roe v. Wade in um, '73, mm -hmm. um, and so um, what they decide, what they conspired to do, was they conspired to create the moral majority, the religious right. This was a contrived organization. They they felt like the government were was encroaching yes. upon their religious right yes. Yes. to to be racist, apparently. Um, because they, they even have quotes in here from some of these guys like, oh, God has separated the races for a reason, yes. blah, 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 blah. Wow. Um, and so how now, now, now how they tied with the Republican parties, actually, it was actually just coincidence because at the time that these um, court cases were getting hot and heavy, Jimmy Carter's in office. And they felt like Jimmy Carter represented the government persecution of their religious right. 
or their religious rights, I should say. And here you have old Ronnie Reagan coming on the come up. Late 70s, running for president in 1979 to be inaugurated in 1980. Right. And they tied what they're trying to do with Ronald Reagan. 80, 81, but either way. I'm sorry, 80, 81. More than like he probably started in 79, but Mm -hmm. into 81. Mm -hmm. Um, And so what they did was they tied what they were doing to Reagan. Reagan saw the writing on the wall, hitched his wagon to what they were starting, and you have what you have, which is the religious right. I just find that so completely disheartening to 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 realize wow at the genesis of all of this stuff it's not abortion right it's not gay marriage it's none of those things it's racism racism is at the genesis of what they what they were doing not none of these things that they propagate now well it's crucial in, that in, you in bring 2018. but it's crucial yeah. that you bring that up because again a lot of people will jump on 73 and roe v wade mm-hmm. and say well this country was getting out of control in the 70s and finally christians have decided to reclaim their country and america is a christian nation was the was the idea right and and now they're allowing abortions and and all these but the thing is is that before that abortion decision came these sorts of issues a hundred years prior to where we are now or even more 110 115 years before this time that we're sitting in now a lot of these bible colleges were established and um Mm -hmm. were segregationist during the late 19th century Uh, i'm sorry during the yeah during the late 19th century so all of these issues a lot of these issues um, actually bear more weight than the abortion issue. Because again, a lot of people will point to the abortion issue and say, well, that's why the moral majority and the Christian coalition and all these popped up because of all the things that were going on in the 70s and they'll point to abortion. But the race issue predates uh, that and uh, the racial discrimination issue and the quote unquote right of private institutions, which of course we're getting government oh, kickbacks, yeah. but uh, private institutions yeah, private in to, quotes. Yeah. To, to segregate right. based on skin color. Those are the things that were that we're actually building these coalitions on. Yeah, I just want to um, for all of you listening, there's a political article about this called "The Origins of the Real Origins of the Religious Right." It Good was point. written in 2014, so this is not new. And there's an article in the Journal of Blacks in Higher Education that I would also encourage you to to, um, to look up. So again, the political article, "The Real Origins of the Religious Right," and the Journal of Blacks. In higher education, and the title of it is Bob Jones University apologizes for its racist past. Because ultimately, P- their PR campaign though has been tremendous because you even have black people joining in. Well, that's what in they the did, 80s and yeah. the 90s, and contemporarily in the aims of these particular yeah, types well, of groups, without yes. even like if the PR campaign was so tremendous that people didn't even look into the history. Well, yeah. what they did was they took the racist origin and then covered it with abortion and gay marriage and even they um, used this guy named Francis Schaeffer he was a, a, a theologian he was very liberal and they pointed to him and saying see these new age theologians are pushing secular humanism yeah. so they're they're layering on top right. of their, or, their original genesis yeah, which was absolutely. this racism thing so and, that's, um, and confusion sets in because I don't believe in secular humanism, so, and I don't believe in yes. ending the life of a of a preborn human being. And yes. but they'll mix that in yes. with a bunch of really sordid history. And if you don't do your research, then you will jump right in line. Yeah, there's a word. There's a word called hegemony or hegemony, mm-hmm. 
depending on how you want to pronounce it. H-E-G-E-M-O-N-Y. And what that essentially means is to get uh, one group to go along with another without the group following along, knowing it, like why they're going, going along with whatever it yeah. is that they're going along with. Mm-hmm. That is an actual term called hegemony. And again, this is a, it, it, it is a, um, uh, uh, so social engineering construct, military strategy, um, and uh, the, so, so what you just described is exactly that. That's he- hegemony. It's the ability to be able to get a group of people, um, a subservient nation or a nation that you want to absorb or basically you need more numbers in order to get more votes or just to really flex your power. Um, if you can you get people to go along with you, even if they do not understand why, why they're going along with what they're going along. That's right. an actual term called hegemony. Social engineering, hegemony, yeah. all of these terms. Like, people need to realize they have been victimized. They have been bamboozled yeah. <laughs> by social <laughs> engineering. I mean, I was talking to a, I was talking to a, a, a guy about it who... Um, you is, know a guy? Yeah, I know a guy. <laughs> and he's, he's really, um, he's really um, like liberal whatever so he he i was talking to him about uh he was talking we were talking about like gender fluidity or something like that Mm -hmm. and then i brought up to him a guy by the name of alfred kinsey right and this is a guy that i say he's a one of the main fathers of the sexual revolution and the guy that um uh, put out these books in 1948 1952 essentially his institute wants to uh decriminalize statutory rape ultimately that's the, that's the goal right a very popular guy um anyway i brought up this to him and and like i was just telling him like hey man i understand like that's not scientifically sound um you're talking about this gender fluidity stuff and i was able to break it down right and then he was like and then i brought up alfred kinsey and the kinsey institute i was like i understand the kinsey institute actually acknowledges what they do is not scientifically sound Right. And then he was saying and he said to me, he was like, well, you know, well, there's like there's there's whether whether or not something was started and uh, it was right or if it was wrong. I mean, the fact of the matter is, it's here now and uh, people, you know, now now what do you what, what are you going to do? And, and, and it's just like, yeah. you see, you yeah. see, he really thinks people really think that this is hegemony. You see what I'm saying? Like. Had I not had I not known the history, I, and I have before, I've gone along with these people because they're very humanistic, mm-hmm. you know. And it's like, oh, don't well, don't you don't you really want? Because he asked me, he asked me this question. He was like, so what? Do, how do you feel about social justice? See, and, and so what they'll do is they'll tie one issue with yep, another. He was trying to tie. This he, is why I was hating on your girl with that joint yesterday. He, That's another story. He was trying to tie. He was trying to tie the historical <laughs> blight that my my lineage, my people have gone yeah, through yeah. to. To, to to his gender equality because that silences people is that's that's how you can get everybody from an oppressed people mm-hmm. group all yes. you have to do is tie whatever your personal mm-hmm. issue is and link the word equality yep. with it to their issue yeah. and their mouths are stopped so do you think well i don't i mean i know but so you're equating that to jerry faultwell in the game yeah by with, using uh the roe v wade and gay marriage and those as a trojan horse for really pushing a racist agenda, essentially. I mean, clearly. I mean, yeah, I'm just saying. Yeah. I'm, I'm making the tie-in for people listening. Yeah, so, so we're saying yeah. that 
you know, secular humanism and, and, and abortion, those things were just Trojan horse for yeah, their we, true motives, which was to propagate a racist agenda. Yeah, and the takeaway, hopefully, is that we can't be binary. Like We have to mm-hmm. think through the things in which that we uh, consume on Critical a regular thought. basis because I, I, the, the, the whole abortion thing is really sad when you, when you really think about that because um, what that does not teach, what that, reproductive rights really are only for the woman and not for the man. All right. Woman That's problem number one. Woman want, I'm saying as a woman. Yeah. Wo- woman doesn't want a child. She's she's liberated. A man doesn't want a child. He's a deadbeat dad. So the 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 what it does not teach is um, uh, uh, controlling our sexual desires. It does not teach that. It teaches that there's a escape hatch. There's a way out. We can go be free. We can we have as much sex as we want. With you know, we slut walks and and you see where we are right now. All that comes from the sexual revolution, by the way. But um, that's that's we, we're not getting to the crux of the issue of abstinence of self control. Those things have. Uh, uh, I mean, I could get into the physiology, right, of, right, right. You know, of, of of the reason why you want to you should be knowing about these things and. and, and so the country's not going to talk about that. But then at the same time, to understand that when we do say, oh, well, we're going to be for this because it's for against this, it's against that. We're also swallowing a, what's it called? What we call, um, um, uh, Kill pill. Okay. Because that siding with this group also continues to um, um, uh, continues to promote our subjugation. Gotcha. So, yeah. No, nah, man. And that's why it's so important. You know, so you got to be really clear. We, it's, we come around third base here. Listen, for all of you, you know, listening who happen to be believers, that's why you have to make sure you understand is that our faith predates all this stuff, man. And all, all this stuff is really new. And, you know, Psalms, the Bible says that the Lord looks upon the wicked and he laughs. And so a lot of times we have to look at these things and laugh because it's it's wicked motives and we can't get suckered into these Trojan horses that, that try to sneak in under the guise of something else. Yes. We thank you guys for pushing through. If you listen to both discs, um, Return of the King version, yeah, Return of the King here. We <laughs> we appreciate you guys for pushing through. Hey, listen, Lord of the Rings. Y'all should be y'all should be glad. This is what happens when we don't record for two weeks. <laughs> Thanks for um, going to work with us and returning from yeah, work. If you're coming home from your commute, here you are. Thank you. So we just want to end on a semi light note. I, this probably would piss some other people off, but I think it's light because it's funny. Um, there was a video that was put out about a week ago. Mm. Um, by the Sojourners. <laughs> hey, it's like because y'all hear Avery laughing, so here it is. <laughs> the, the video is very funny. Sojourners. The facial expressions are hilarious. I wouldn't. We would just look. This is what I'm going to do. I'm just going to say, go to YouTube <laughs> and search "Reclaiming Jesus." It's called "Reclaiming Jesus." It's about a bunch of different uh, Christian leaders who talk about how uh, poli- you know politics is co-opted their faith, and you know they believe in the equality of all human beings, and they don't believe in misogyny, and you know we support identity, the immigrants and you identity, know, you know yeah. the the usual spiel. Gotta believe it, yeah. And at the identity. end of it, they say, you know, we are reclaiming <laughs> our our faith, and we're reclaiming the name of Jesus. Now, I didn't know Jesus even lost his name. I didn't realize he had to get it back. <laughs> I didn't. Re- I didn't realize. Well, I told he- you his name is, 
it says yeah. Yeshua. Yeah, well, the, first, yeah, the first question yeah, is, is, you know, we're reclaiming anyway, Jesus. But yeah. first of all, was his name? Did anybody in Jerusalem go that. at that go time that ever Just, even I mean, twist their mouth and say the name <laughs> Jesus? <laughs> That's the first question, but we know That's what why they I don't mean. Watch TV, bro. We I know what they mean. Watch TV. Yeah. So, well, so this, but we're going to do a show on this later. How did the the origins of that name? That's going to yeah. be good. Yeah, That's like, uh. because his name is actually Yahshua, like Old Testament Joshua, Yahshua, mm-hmm. or Yahweh Shai, or Yehoshua. There's so many ideas about yeah. what his name was, but it, it, it. But in 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 Jerusalem, I don't think anybody ever put their mouth to a position to say Jesus, referring to this man. But that's still besides the point because. <laughs> these people made a whole video about four reclaiming minutes, four Jesus. Four minutes and 25 second video. And it's it's a pretty funny video because it's, it's, to, <sighs> to me the funny thing is that there's so many the, to me first of all you have a diversity of people old, young, well, that's black, how you get white everybody. in that's different how uh, different denominations and they're just reading a, a, a script, a yeah. script oh, yeah. and they're looking intently into the, yeah. into the and so they're basically saying this is what they're basically saying we know that in the past we have given the name of Jesus to these politicians. There it is. But now we want to reclaim it now that it's inconvenient for us at this point since so many people are abandoning this historic faith. Now it's inconvenient, so now we want to reclaim it and separate it from the politics that uh, that have taken that name of Jesus. However, we want to do it while we are standing here in a edifice that... Uh, that's a part of a denomination that claims um, 501c3 status. Oh, yeah, because if you really want to listen, and this is why sometimes I'm a little cynical about it, if you really want to say, you know sometimes, what, I'm a lot of bit uh, <laughs> cynical about it, is if you really want to cut ties, go ahead and give up the 501c3, tell the IRS, you know what, I'm going to pay taxes because I want to say what I want to say. I want to say what God has directed me to say, but we're not going to hey. do that. We all know that. So I just think that, you know, this. Re- listen, if you're like me, you'll watch the video and you'll chuckle. Like like I did when I watched it, um, because I'm not sure that the Lord lost his name, um, that he needs to reclaim yeah, it from you know, any ungodly or any earthly leader. I, I call this Mick activism. Oh, As in McDonald's, yeah, I call it Mick protesting. Mick protesting, yeah, Mick protesting. Hashtag drive by, drive through yeah, activism. Yeah, yeah. This is um, it's not just that. It's with these uh, these these gun control uh. Um, marches that happen every other week that they have, you know, these are mail order protests that they have in the box ready. <laughs> mail order protests. Yeah. Break in case of emergency. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Okay. Come on. Uh, this week we're gonna wear orange. Next week we're going. Do you remember when you were supposed to wear black for the Gina Six? Remember that? Oh man, that was Is that ages like the ago. Little black armbands. Is that what they were doing? Nah, because of the man, boys it down a, yeah, south the, yeah. who. What did they or did they not? It, it was like a committed crime. It, it, no, it wasn't a crime. It was. I think it might have been a school fight. That okay. That it was a. It was a. It was a. Um, a noose that was hung or something along those lines, and then like six kids got arrested, and then they got. They, I mean, they was at the BT Awards after that. I don't know what they're doing now. Maybe they dropped a couple. Oh, oh, because the sentence that they was given to the them was discri- was discriminatory. Yeah, where yeah, yeah. Some people based on color were given greater sentences than they should have been. Yeah, yeah. Things like that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we have all kinds of. All kinds of crazy. Yeah. I was uh, when I was in California on my layover. I think yeah, when we were in California layover, we're driving down the street, and all of a sudden there's a whole line of cars, mm-hmm. and on the back of them it says "Stop the killing." So you have all these cars going th- around, you know, in mm-hmm. on Crenshaw Crenshaw Boulevard and all these different places, 
and in the back of the cars it says stop the killing i think people are sincere but i don't understand what those signs on the back of those cars will do against the crime rate we we yeah, have yeah there's well, something twisted e- in this society Eva, straight up and down and i know you notice know but i bears repeating that a lot of this stuff is planted um the, these there you have these protests like a lot of these protests, or protests, yeah, as you might yeah, call them. yeah, yeah, right, yeah, a lot of protests. You have a lot of these protests that are, again, it's hegemonous. It's 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 for hegemony. They have, uh, so if you if you look if you look at the protests, and there's always a certain kind of person that, that quite honestly, straight up, it's it, it usually a pansexual um, that is leading the protest that has nothing to do with pansexuality, but it has everything to do with oppression, everything to do with oppression. And uh, you, they, I, I saw actually I participated in in, in one, but um, oh, you the, was that dude? No, 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 no. Black Lives. I, I mean, I was watching this thing um, where it was the Black Lives Matter rally, and it was like mostly white people at the rally, and so it's like you gotta ask yourself, like, wait, what? <laughs> like, uh, and then people say, well, that's because they care. Well, uh, yeah, they also could be making noise for an issue that they want to be an issue that actual pe- swarthy people. Don't really have a real issue with, but they make you see what I'm saying. Like that, I I remember I was at one, I was doing something, you know, I was doing something, and we was we were blocking traffic, right? And don't incriminate yourself. No, no, I mean that's why he's doing something. We was was doing something, breaking these windows. Wait a minute, wait a minute. We was doing something, (laughs) and and, and traffic was being blocked, right? (laughs) And there was someone who had a car that had wanted to move. And I remember this clear as day because I was right there. I was looking at it. And I seen this person lay down in front of the car's driver's side, uh, front driver's side wheel. They laid down. Like their body, like where their head, their neck was, they laid down. And the car stopped. It was, it was like this white girl that did that. And, I, and, and, and then I was looking at her like, all right. But then, like, in hindsight, and now that I understand more about, like, how pseudo um, a lot of that stuff has been and understand the inner workings, I was just like, yo, that could have been a plant. Like, that could have been an anti-fascist. Like, I don't know who this white girl was at the Black Lives Matter rally. But she came, and it was a few of them that came in. Like, who who would do that? But you gonna even, mess up your whole life for but this? Even if people are earnest, for the specific thing that we were marching for, yeah. which was oh yeah, and I was earnest. The specific thing that we were marching for was something that it you you don't want to get run over with a car with. Trust me, it wasn't it wasn't. <laughs> It wasn't all. It wasn't all of that. I don't know what that was about. But let's look but, at you know the, yeah. at, at things that are effective, even for people who are earnest. Even with the with the video that you were just talking about, the folks who are standing there saying we want to reclaim the name of Jesus. Let's go back to Jesus and answer the question: What did Jesus do, or what would Jesus do, mm-hmm. and live that out? Yeah. In you know, in fact, if that was done in the first place, then the name of Jesus wouldn't have been co-opted and so Facts. easily taken Facts. by the by politics yeah. that you. Ha- we would have to take it back now yeah. and yeah. similar to that situation similar to the situation i saw in can and in, in, in california yeah. where you, you uh, I'm, i doubt that a murderer because a very tiny percentage of the community that they were driving around in are murderers i doubt mm-hmm. that they got up and they looked <laughs> at the back of of these cars and it said stop the killing and they said oh yeah that's oh, okay i'm gonna stop like yeah, what what is it that's, that's going to point. be that's done a very good point we could be earnest all we want to very we could be point. sincere but what what's actually happening why you know as 
as believers, man, we just gotta, we have to strive to live according to that higher way of thinking that the Lord calls us to. Because in in all actuality, here's here's what you have: you have the the bride of Christ who's turned herself into a whore, and I'm using biblical terms. The, the Bible says that. And now they see 45 and they're like, oh, I don't want to sell my body to him. But you've been selling your body to everybody else. <laughs> Good oh, but, point. But this guy is really Good bad. Good point. Good the point. Last, the last half dozen guys was bad. Yep. But this guy is too bad? No, he just he just does some things you don't like. Yeah, that's But it. he's he's no different than all of the cats you sold yourself to in the past. And that it, and listen, that includes Obama. I'm just, mm-hmm. you know, let's just keep right. it 100. So yeah. we are we're we're called to a higher order. We're called to a higher way of believing, thinking, behaving and acting. So listen, we say it in jest, you know, we found the video funny. It's going to offend some of you that we found it funny, but listen, you should under, you should look at yourself as well and say, "Hey, why am I taking this thing so serious when in actuality they they have not laid out any particular steps in which to perform that re, re, reclamation, reclamation, reclamation. There we go. That reclamation of of the Lord's name. So Anyway, well, somebody, I think somebody should make a satire or a satirical <laughs> so this, counter oh, wait, video. You had the reclamation. Yo. This is the reclamation. There it is. Mm, I got like the that. Reclamation. But, but somebody needs to take that video <laughs> and do a, a satirical video. And right in the middle of the Franciscan friar saying his piece, uh, the IRS should run in and say, oh, so, okay, so then this is good. This, this is really good. So we'll take back. Our, uh, our 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 uh, tax exempt status, and then we won't use Jesus in our government ever again. Uh, can can we make that exchange? And the Franciscan friar make walks the, uh, away sad. The make the SNL version <laughs> of the reclamation. So anyway, we we thank you guys for rocking with us this week. It's been super super long, but we hope that you've been able to endure. And I hope we got you some got something out of this. We was able to you know sort of download a lot of a lot of information, a lot of you know truth. Um, and as always, we hope that it is edifying for you. So for Avery and Eve, this is AJ saying peace, peace. peace. Let's get started. I won't teach you. Let me set apart who is my people. The ones who set in their heart to be believers. Press on to the mark to follow Jesus. When it gets hard, they be seeking the leaders. Fathers that help them heal when they are beaten. Or help them see the meaning when they're grieving. Don't follow their feelings that are being misleading. Yeah, they're the ones that keeping it biblical. Keep